The password is Lufa. The okay. password is butt cheeks. No, it's got to be what's a what's a what do we we think? Flounder. The password is prophylactic. <laughs> the password is gravy. Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast is upon you. Saturating your ears with the beautiful baritones of Adam Pedersen and Ryan Burkhart. And coming to you on tape delay from the Vista Paint Studio. We are in the Vista Paint Studio. I was at Vista Paints today. Great place. Got some uh, some life wisdom from T-Bone. Mm-hmm. He always dri- He always drips it the whole time you're in there. Chad was not there. He was off getting the Newell Fonda fighting Buckies ready for their next basketball game. That's what I refer to them as. Chad calls them the Mustangs. I call them the fighting Buckies. The fighting Buckies. So, yeah. I love it. I haven't I actually haven't been in there the same time as Chad in a, in a minute. Soon enough, buddy. We are ships crossing in the night right yep. now. That's all right. Hey, God's timing. But if you make it into Vista Paints, yep. you need to mention the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. Get 10% off your paint, your sundry, all that stuff. They get you hooked up. Um, sundry is just a little bit of an industry term for brushes, <laughs> rollers, etc., what have you. little inside baseball, I know. Uh, but it's been uh, it's been actually a little bit busy lately. I think people are getting the itch to start... Well, painting the inside of their houses. Yeah. Nobody's really painting outside right now. But Well, soon enough. We are going to have some snow tomorrow, I hear. Are we? Winter weather advisory. Say what? Tomorrow. So one, to th- one to three inches of snow starting at 3 p.m. tomorrow. All right. Well, let's get into it. Um, this podcast is happening after Iowa pooped a game down their leg, but <laughs> I'm still going to be in a good mood. I just watched the second half of that game with Adam and he was so mad he was inventing phrases I've never heard before I'm not going to repeat any of them uh, but family podcast Adam gets intense about watching the Hawkeyes yep ah, it's in me All do you right. ever watch the Cyclones uh, occasionally especially this year I'll try to watch them if it's not the same time as Iowa I'll try to watch them and take a few notes or mental notes and talk about them on the Iowa Everywhere pod so we usually give Iowa State a good five to ten minutes on the show. Nothing special, but we got other Iowa State people for that. How's uh, how's Freddie Hoiberg playing? Well, his Nebraska team's actually doing pretty oh, good this year. Did he graduate? Yeah, he finally did. Him okay. and Jeff Settles both finally graduated. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and now he's coaching the Fighting Huskers, who no one likes. All right, Snyder's of Hanover and Dots Pretzels. Say what? 
The craze has gone too far. People, like Hanover from what? Not the. You've never heard of the Snyder's of Hanover pretzels? I've heard of Snyder's, but when I think when I hear Hanover, I think of <laughs> Hanover, Iowa, the weirdest place in Iowa. Yeah, it's just a little village over there. Snyder's of Hanover. We'll just call them Snyder's pretzels, and Dots pretzels are. I've, I've been hearing about them too much. People get too excited about them. They're mid, and people act like it's the greatest snack that's ever come to be demand. It's Wait, you think Snyder's mu- or Dots are mid? Both. Both. Have you had the cinnamon sugar pretzels? I love them, but they're just pretzels. I don't love them as much as something else. I like them, but they're just pretzels. Like people are freaking out, saying it's the greatest thing, and I don't like it. I think my favorite pretzels are rolled gold honey wheat. You ever Ooh. had those? Yeah, those. There's like that's, a honey wheat twist. It's amazing. That's what I like. Just give me the the uh, pretzel in like its original form, a skinny little stick or a figure eight shape thing, whatever it is. But these, <laughs> it's more like a bow. <laughs> there isn't it is. It? I I think the like every time we take a youth trip, everyone's always bringing these pretzels. I'm like, we can't have a better snack than that. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe it's because they're getting so much hype. Now I feel like I have to take a stand against them. I just keep hearing people talk about them, and I don't like it. Well, the only pretzels I will go to war for are rolled gold honey wheat. They're good. They're very good. Very good. I'll give you that. We have we have a weird obsession in this country with like footlong food. <laughs> like in the last week, I've noticed like footlong cookies. Yeah. Footlong Subway. Footlong churro. Like yeah. footlong sandwiches. Like. Why are Americans always eating food, uh, fruit by the foot? Like, fruit by the foot. We eat way too much food that's <laughs> measured in foot length. Like, it's just stupid. I think it plays into the stereotype of just like loud, dumb Americans. Like, yep, they're just big old Americans that eat food that comes in sizes like one foot. Like, I don't know. I feel uh, like I feel like it's a little on the nose. I'm with you. Yeah. Would you eat a foot long cookie? Uh, no, I had some friends go try it and said, nah, what are they doing? It just threw the balance off. That's way too much cookie. It, yeah. I mean, nobody needs a foot long worth of cookie. Basically, you're buying a party cookie at that point. Yeah. And it's a sad it party because you you're eating it by yourself like a weirdo. <laughs> you're only buying it if you know you have two people or three people to share it with. Hey, uh, can you imagine like telling your buddy like, hey, do you want a lady in the tramp this cookie with me? <laughs> Lather up, baby. Mm. Uh, adults. And I, it's probably women that say it more, but adults in general were saying mama too much and it needs to stop. What do you mean? I'm seeing way too many social media posts. Oh, this mama's heart. Oh, bless you, mama. Oh, hang in there, mama. You sound like a seven-year-old child. Just say, hey, you're being a good mom. You're being a good mother. You got this. The mama talk, it's too much. We're trying to be too cool. I feel like it's... I'm probably pissing off a lot of our listeners who do it as we speak. Well... I don't like it. You're kind of the bad boy around here. You are you I, are a shoot first, ask questions later type guy. I've started snoozing people on Facebook. Oh, I've been doing that, that for been years. using mama because it bothers me that much. Yeah, I've been doing that for years. I uh, It's like baby talking to a dog or like a, like a you baby talk to your three-year-old or something like you're just making them stupider. That's not even a word. Is I don't it? even know. <laughs> I'm out of control. Um, I do feel like we are wading into territory that's not our own. Yeah. Like mom culture is not something you and I are a part of. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it feels like we're, first, we're sort of going behind me. And then you, and now I realize. Yeah. It feels saying. like we're sort of going behind <laughs> enemy lines or 
it, we're in Costco without a membership, and they're going, hey, what do, you, what do you have opinions about this place for? You don't even belong in here. You're not a member. I mean, I don't like the, that phrase either, but it also feels like it's maybe not our place to tell them not to use it. Fair. Here's the phrase that I really don't like. Kiddos. Oh, yeah. I can't stand that phrase. <clears throat> when people... I don't know what it is. I just don't like the word kiddos. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm don't, with you there. I don't care for it. I just think it sounds dumb. I think it's, yeah. There's a lot of like childish language that's becoming normal in adults, and it's it's bothering me. Yeah, I can tell. But you know what? I'm just a single bachelor trying to chase a podcast dream, so what do I know? It's that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks. Do you remember Valentine's Day in school? It was always a good day. I remember it was a day when you you way overthought that a girl might like you. Speak for yourself. <laughs> True. I do remember like having to bring a shoebox to school yep. and having a whole afternoon of like construction paper and making the Valentine box and yep. cutting the slit in the top. And then at home, spending way too much time sort of analyzing which Valentines I'm going to give each person. Did you do that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because the best candies were going to the girls that you like. <laughs> So oh, did yeah. you did you cast a wide net? Did you give out a lot of good candies to a lot of girls, or were you like mm. really just zeroed in on? I was one usually gal? locked in on like one, with almost certainty that she was not locked in back. Such because as during the Valentine's Day. Such board, as who is this? Uh, I can't think of names specifically. Give me a third grade. Who did you who did, who were you digging in third grade? Third grade name. I honestly have no <laughs> idea. I swear. And they really left an impact. I, but I was, I mean, uh, in the spirit of vulnerability here, I was a chubby, sweaty, unattractive kid. <laughs> and I hit a growth spurt and got very athletic and good at sports. And things just kind of fell into place around eighth grade. And you were like, I'm really coming into my body. Yeah. Okay. And then from there, it just kind of took off. But before that, you're just trying to kill him with personality because you're ugly. <laughs> Uh, I think I, I feel like I had like NFL Valentines. Nice. And like, I would do this weird math in my head. I got a name for you. What's that? Kristen Leighton. Kristen Leighton. Is she a listener? Long time listener? Doubt it. Okay. She moved away a couple years after that. Ended up being a Baylor football cheerleader. Really? So I was swinging for the fences. (laughs) Yeah. That's a swing (laughs) and a half. Good for you though. (laughs) Hope she hears Shout this. Out. I hope she listens. I hope I hope somehow this makes it to her. And I hope her dad has a lot of farm ground. Same. <laughs> For your sake. Hopefully she's living in Waco still. Me and her and Chip and Joanna. Just <laughs> sipping sweet tea. Um there's going back to my like I had NFL Valentine's. There's a weird math that my little third grade brain does to to be like, okay, so I don't I don't like this girl like a like romantically, just more of a friend. So maybe Warren Moon. <laughs> it's like for some reason Warren Moon meant platonic friendship, but like yeah. Dan Marino now, now that means something right there. Yeah, this guy's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Yeah. So <laughs> And did you ever have that that girl that liked you that you didn't feel the same way, but you just wanted to you didn't want to be mean about it? I had a yeah. girl in my class. She had a thing for me. Um I did not feel the same way. And so you're trying to like I have to give her a Valentine because that's the rule. Everybody gets one. 
how do I not have her read too much into this, right? So maybe you write something on the Valentine about like, you're a good friend. <laughs> or you're like an aunt. You know, <laughs> I've been seeing, I saw a montage of videos on social media recently mm-hmm. of people just being menaces in bowling alleys. And I hate when people oh. are disrespectful in bowling alleys. Yeah. Like chucking the ball down the lane. One person like threw it and it hit the TV above the lane. One person yep. hit a sprinkler head and it just, and I just thought like, all I could do was sympathize with the business owner. Like, what a terrible thing. You have this nice establishment where people can have some family fun Mm -hmm. and a group of young people come in and just be complete jackwads and like break your stuff. And like the way the meet the video was posted, it was supposed to be like, isn't this funny? And I was like, this isn't funny. This makes me mad. Yeah. Like get out of a a bowling alley is a sacred place. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you got freaking Glenn over in the corner. Guys put in eight hours at a blue collar job, blue collar job. He's trying to pick up a seven ten split. Yeah. And you're over there throwing a bowling ball into yeah. a freaking TV screen. Like, what's yep. wrong with you? I witnessed behavior like that when I used to bowl in the in the league in Alta. People do a lot of dumb stuff after too much alcohol. I witnessed ketchup containers get thrown in the ball return and explode, and just ketchup's coming up all over bowling. That balls makes me like angry to hear oh, about. Like, have respect for other people's stuff, businesses. It, it like pissed me off. I should preface this by saying it's National Wisconsin Day. So we're calling a couple of Wisconsinites. Good on you. Bradley. Hey, man. You're on the pod. Oh, sweet. What are you wearing? Does it go louder? What's, what's up, guys? Hold on. We're trying to get the audio right. We haven't had good success with people calling in. Okay. I think hey, that's as loud as it goes. Hey, Brad. Hey. Did you know... That to, tomorrow is National Wisconsin Day. Wait, does this mean Monday is? Uh, no. So today is we're recording this on Valentine's Day. The fifteenth yeah. of February is National Wisconsin Day. So we wanted to talk to some local Wisconsinites. Nice, very good. Does it? Uh, are you guys recording currently? Yes. Yes, your voice is oh. going to be going across the airwaves on Monday morning. Okay, good deal. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> that little number you like <laughs> jeez i don't know it's it's the one you kept telling me to to wear earlier so <laughs> oh it's that motley crew t-shirt yeah you keep sending me stuff i don't i don't know what to do with i it. thought you should I have don't... that one because it's the shirt you were conceived in <laughs> <laughs> okay brad tell us where in wisconsin you're from uh well i um just north of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in a little town called Germantown. Ooh, I've heard of it. That's where my cousin and her husband currently live. Seriously? You yeah. know people in Germantown, yeah. Wisconsin right Germantown. now? Germantown. Unreal. Speak yep. into the microphone, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad, man. what makes Wisconsin, Wisconsin? Um, I mean... The stereotypical thing is that everybody likes to drink. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that gets a little old after a while. But uh, I don't know, just good down-home folks. Like, they're always looking after you. Always um, telling you to, like, watch for deer and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, there's a guy. Uh, Tell your Charlie folks. Barons, I says hi. I think is his name. Charlie Barons. Yeah. Is that is that does that ring true? Is that a very Wisconsin thing? The yeah, I mean, just very like warming, comforting things. So you currently live in the Minneapolis area. I do. Yes. Yeah, you're not allowed to go back to Wisconsin. Is that what is that the case? What's the deal? Because of the yeah, crew they made me sign something when I came over here. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I have to like. It's very East West Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a question for you, Brad. Lord Michael's voice. It's that thing, you know. <laughs> it's like that thing when you cross over. Uh, they don't like it when you go back. <laughs> Adam, what's All your right. question? I have a question. So everyone associates Wisconsin with sausages and cheese and dairy. Cheese. Is there a sneaky, like, good dish that we're not thinking of or that people need to be made aware of? Um, I think the one that comes to mind is uh, there's something called tater tot hot dish. What? And it's, I mean, gosh, I don't even know. I think it could be any number of things, but the, the core of it is just tater tots and any sorts of soups and vegetables and meats. You can fit in there. Mm, nothing. And that's like, uh, you're, you're going to get that at your graduation parties, your funerals. Adam just took his know. shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's sweating right now. <laughs> Me likey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's, it's the poutine of Wisconsin. Oh. Oh. Yummy. Brad, we, uh, we thank you for your time. We have to call Jared now, our other... He's actually in Wisconsin, so he's kind of our our feet on the ground over there. <laughs> You're more of our eye in the sky. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Well, hey, you know, it was great talking to you guys. I appreciate the call. It's you guys a- really got to stop calling me. Um, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> see you, Brad. All right. See ya. We'll see you guys. Bye. And now we're calling Wisconsinite number two, Jared Elson. Yellow. Jared. Oh, what's going on, Mr. Burkhart? Did we wake you up? You're on the pod. <laughs> well, I was laying down in bed, but I wasn't asleep yet. <laughs> We've gotten Jared out of bed. Jared, we have a very important thing to talk to you about. Adam, tell him yeah. what's up. Jared, we are calling you on this Valentine's. By the way, happy Valentine's Day to you and your lovely wife who I've never met. The great Natsby. Yeah. I bet she's very thankful to be married by a man that could give her a back rope from five feet away. <laughs> um, we're call- half, but who's counting? <laughs> we're calling you because tomorrow, February 15th, is National Wisconsin Day. And when I saw that, I said, we have to call Jared and talk to him on the podcast to just, just talk about Wisconsin a little because you're from there and you currently live there. I mean, it's, it's like it was meant to be. Where yep. where in Wisconsin do you live? So I live in La, uh, La Crosse area, so just south of La Crosse in a small village called Stoddard. Stoddard, wow, that sounds that very German. Birthplace of the baby back rib, right? Oh yeah. Um <laughs> the the short rib, I think. <laughs> the short rib. <laughs> what makes Wisconsin so great? Uh, I mean, what doesn't make it great? I mean, you got you got the land of the happy cows. Yeah, great dairy products. 
I actually just picked up a half a cow yesterday of grass fed uh, grass fed beef. So got, got oh. to do some freezer stocking over the weekend. I like that you do that. I like that you aren't a grocery prices are too high right now. I encourage people oh. if they can afford it and they have the space to buy local. Absolutely, and uh, the, the nice part about it is uh, the farm that it comes from is about three miles from our front door. Can't beat it. I am sitting no less than 16 inches away from Adam's meat freezer right now. <laughs> True which, story. Which I hear happens to be very neat and tidy. It's very neat and tidy. Yep. Adam keeps a tight ship. <laughs> proud, of, proud of you, Adam. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, I asked... I asked another Wisconsinite this question. So Wisconsin is known for sausages, uh, good dairy, cheese curds. Is there an under-the-radar food dish that you don't think gets talked about enough when people think about Wisconsin? Oh, you got your cheese curds, got your prime ribs, got your mm. fish fries on uh, Fish Fry oh, Fridays. Fish Fry Fridays? Uh, I want to go to one. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we've got this, uh, this, it's the Hunt Club, uh, Chase Bird Rod and Gun Club. It's about, about six mile drive through the, the windy hills here in the bluff country. Sounds great. Um, but yeah, every Friday night they have, uh, a large gathering and, uh, it's great. They got all kinds of, uh, 50 50 drawings and raffles and. What a time. You, know, all, you can win all, some all ice fishing gear. The family. Can you win some ice fishing gear? Oh, you can win just about anything there. You got some ice fishing gear. You got some different miscellaneous hunting items. Hmm. You know, they they got to have some things for the missus too. So <laughs> it helps. Uh, it helps. It helps us husbands drag them out the door. <laughs> Burke, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Probably not. Live pod <laughs> on oh. a Friday night there. Oh, we need to do a live pod from a fish yes. fried. Let's go visit Jared and we live pod and we do some fifty fifty raffles and we just get completely just dive into the environment that night i mean it might be a little too hectic for a live pod but we could definitely get some content out of it for you we'll make a video i would like to wear like an old milwaukee hat yeah yeah, yeah. that's done uh, how was the ice fishing season for you this year uh this was uh, uh not much of a season actually did I spring come early for you guys like times. it did for us um, just kind of a crazy weather year. I think you guys yeah. are having about the same over there. We had uh, yep. kind of mild, and then it got really cold for about two and a half weeks, and then all of a sudden it was like an early spring. We uh, were a little fortunate, though. We do have the hovercraft camp. I think you've seen the photo of it. I have, yes. Um, we are able to drive through their front yard and then onto the Mississippi River, which is mostly water. Wow. Into a couple spots that still have about six to eight inches of ice. You got it made. Yeah, it's, that's amazing. It's quite, quite the setup. Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin is a low key hotbed for content. Where I grew up in Kenosha, which is on the other side of the state by Lake Michigan. Kenosha. Um, we got the we got the famous trolleys going through downtown. We've had. Uh, uh, the Woolly Mammoth Museum that was erected not too long ago. Uh, we had all kinds of kind of hidden things like that. You know, it makes me kind of miss home and makes me want to take the kids back there a couple times before they get too old. <laughs> right on. That's exciting, buddy. We're, we uh, appreciate your perspective on Wisconsin on this National Wisconsin Day. Yeah. Hey. You know, I, I think it's, it's, like, it's like Adam said. Wisconsin's full of little things. Just got to 
just going to get out here and have some fun. Hey, you tell Natalie and the kids I says hi. Well, we'll do. <laughs> All, All right. right. You guys take care. See you, buddy. All right. See ya. Because it is Valentine's Day, I thought we could do a rom-com draft. We are the two perfect people to do yes we have great taste in movies two hopeless romantics that's right yep we always live a little bit on the edge of corniness i'm getting lost in your big brown eyes right now i don't blame you they're those are some milk chocolatey eyeballs you got spectacularly dreamy yeah (laughs) all right well um let's do a draft of all-time rom-coms it's quite a list i have 32 movies written down uh i figure we can each draft like eight and then we can just list a bunch that we didn't do How's that work? That's fine. All right. You want to go first? I feel like me or Tim have been going first a lot. I've been deferring a lot to the second half. So you want I me will, to go first? No, or I'll you want to go? I'll go All right. First. And we'll snake draft it. Yeah. And, and I'm like, so excited to see what, what, like, I always choose mine based on what I like, not by like what culture says are the best. Well, I, the one I'm picking for number one is my like number one. Love this movie. Seen it so many times mm-hmm. when Harry met Sally. I I love Billy Crystal. I have always had a thing for Meg Ryan. I think she's one of the best looking women that has ever existed in Hollywood. She's got that good looking, but like girl next door. You know what I mean? She seems Mm -hmm. just like wife material. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, I love her in that movie. I think Billy Crystal is really funny. So I love when Harry met Sally. Are you ready to hear something crazy? I've never seen it. Really? Uh, of all 32 I have written down, it's at the bottom of my list because it's the only one I haven't seen, but every it's like universally known as the best. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I got to put it on my list even though I haven't seen it. I probably should watch it sometime because I love Billy Crystal, love Meg Ryan. Well, my first pick is Crazy Stupid Love. That's Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell, right? Yep. And Emma Stone and Tina Fey. Is it Tina, oh. Tina Fey? I actually Wait, I who's have, his wife in it. I have not seen this. Yeah, it's so good, dude. It's the what the husband and wife are separated and they're trying to make their life and relationship work while the daughter Emma Stone brings her boyfriend Ryan Gosling back, who's like perfect and everyone loves him. The sneaky, awesome relationship ends up being Ryan Gosling and Stephen Carell. Oh really? Why did you just call him Steven? I don't know. Do you think it's Stephen Colbert? <laughs> it might be. But no. I love Crazy Stupid Love. It's an all-time. I mean, it's so good. Nora Ephron is who wrote with Harry yes. and Sally. She's written a lot. There it is. All right. My second pick is I, went, I remember going to this in theaters with my family, me and my sister, my mom and dad, laughing our butts off. And it's also very touching. And it's my big fat Greek wedding. I thought that's what you were going to say when yeah. you just started describing that. It's just great. And I've never seen that. Oh, uh, the line about the dad just telling people to every time they're hurt or have something going on just to put windex on it and all the and i like read a side article once about how like the actual greek actors like all that stuff wasn't like made up that's actually like stuff that like greek lore people believe it so it's very good i would highly recommend it don't think you would be disappointed okay two picks for you two and three you have to tell me if this one qualifies i think it does um, this is like not just a great rom-com. I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Princess Bride. Oh, that qualifies. Okay, good. I actually haven't seen that either, but I have heard. Uh, wow. That's, that's kind of <laughs> shocking actually. <laughs> I know. So I, uh, a bunch of friends from church had a princess bride night like two weeks ago or three weeks ago. And they basically kind of planned it 
so I could watch it, and then I ended up having to do some Iowa Everywhere stuff and couldn't go. So I've still never seen it. Yeah, William Goldman wrote that that book or that screenplay and stuff like that. That movie's amazing. I've heard it's incredible. I think Rob Reiner directed it. But yep, um, yeah, my kids love that. I'm gonna go with The Wedding Singer. Classic, awesome movie. Uh, I love the scene towards the beginning when Steve Buscemi has had too much to drink. He's the <laughs> he's, he's so the, good. The brother of that one guy. Yeah, he's the best man, the better man. <laughs> And then he starts dinking around on that guitar. Self-taught, thank you very much, pop. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's so good. Yeah. Man, that guy. He's just like, uh, he's more than a that guy. Oh, he's, he's way so more than a that guy. so many movies, but. He has never been the main character. Yeah, he's never been the main. That, I've, that I'm aware legend. of. He's amazing in Con Air. He's actually like creepy scary. Yep. Um, he's awesome in Billy Madison. Yep. Glad I called that guy. <laughs> uh, Armageddon, he's really good. Yep. And then obviously Mr. Pink and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, Love so Steve great. Buscemi. How about a Steve Buscemi rom com? That would be something. <laughs> Steve Buscemi, where he's the main character. <laughs> Who would be a funny matchup with him for a female? Amy Poehler. Think she could pull it off? No, it actually needs to be somebody just like insanely good looking, like Steve Buscemi and Jennifer Lawrence. No, that would be something. <laughs> that would be a wild rom com. Steve pairing. Buscemi and Jessica Biel. <laughs> Steve Buscemi and Sydney, Sydney Sweeney. Oh, there we go. That would be the most unlikely pairing in rom-com history. Uh, yep. All right. My third pick, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah, I knew that was going to come up on this list. It's really good. So good. And that's uh, Heath Ledger. And he's just like playing the perfect. What are you talking or, about? Or uh, not Heath Ledger. You're thinking of Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's Matthew McConaughey. It's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Heath Ledger is in another one. I wish I knew how to quit that you. That I'm thinking about. Uh, that's a It's a great movie. Um, I feel is like... Is it Julia Stiles? No, it's Kate Hudson. That's right. You're thinking my two, of the other one yeah, that has the number I've 10 I've seen them it. both, yeah. love them both, and this is my third pick. Um, hold on. I feel like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is... It's a rom-com that girls love. It's yeah. it's hot. I feel like every girl would put that way high up on their list. Mm-hmm. That came out right around the time we were in high school. Yep. And I feel like every girl in my high school loved that movie. Like yep. all the girls in my class would watch it at sleepovers, they said. Yep. And you got McConaughey, Kate Hudson. You think like Julia Roberts. There's like a five or six like handful of people that are like the rom-com legends. Yeah. Hanks. Sure. Yeah. Meg Ryan. Matt. Was it Matthew McConaughey? He like kept turning down script after script after script and like he said, no, I'm not going to be typecast. There's other things I want to do. And then finally, they like let him start doing his own thing so he wasn't just the rom-com guy. Sandra Bullock yep. is, a, is a staple. Yep. All right, my fourth pick. One, I didn't even see this on any list, which blew my mind because it's incredible, and it is Failure to Launch. Another that, McConaughey. That one's with Sarah Jessica Parker, yeah. the little SJP. It's so good. It's okay. I love the storyline of it. I just, I just think it's Isn't great. Isn't his dad Terry Bradshaw? Yeah. Who's the mom? Um, Sally, not Sally Field. Uh, she played Sally Joe. Jesse Raphael. She played Joe in uh, in from Saber in the Office. Oh, that's Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's the mom. Bradley Cooper's in it. Um, the nerdy friend from uh. Shilibipapa, National Treasure and Hangover. Yeah, Doug. Yeah. I don't know. Isn't it? It's so good. Like guys, super successful, but just won't leave 
the parents' house, and then they hire the they hire her, but then they fall in love, and then he gets pissed, and it's a good one. Love failure to launch. Maybe not for everyone, but it's my pick. All right, you got two picks coming up, brother. I'm gonna go with Wedding Crashers. Fantastic. The, Is it a rom com? It's it's. I'll give it to you. I mean, it's there's a legit that, love story between Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if we ever do a comedy one, it could be in that too. It's one of those ones that could be both. I think what makes it a rom-com is that scene when... Um, where Shaq will sail without him. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> it's that scene where... Let's go shoot some birds. It's, I'm psyched. It's at night, and uh, Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams are trying to find each other in the house, and that Coldplay song is playing, and you're yep. like... Oh, this is funny, but this is actually about a love story. Like, this yep. is really about these two char- characters. And then Vince Vaughn and Isla Fisher's characters end mm-hmm. up falling in love too, even though she's wackadoodle. But Isla Fisher, low key babe. Oh, yeah. I love Redheads. Australian. Also a babe. She's in super there. good looking and hot rod too. Oh, yeah. Also an absolute fox, Coog, Dr. I, Quinn Medicine Woman. Jane Seymour. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, but. I mean, we think about it, there's that big scene at the end too at the wedding where he interrupts the wedding. Yep. Like it's rom com. Oh, it totally. really is. Like yeah, he goes back to find her, and Sack all of a sudden his face shows up in the window, and they beat him up, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's a classic. Wow. <laughs> all right, your next pick, number five. Number five. Okay, I really love this one a lot. It's Notting Hill. Notting Hill. I love Notting Hill. Yep. I'm just a girl standing in front of a guy asking him to love her. I've said that phrase. A staple of rom-coms. Like I, corny lines. I've I've said that phrase, but it's more like, I'm just a guy standing in front of a pizza asking you to fill me up. <laughs> His roommate, Spike, is really funny in that movie. <laughs> oh, not a, that's Sandra Bullock. No, She's, it's not Sandra Bullock. Wait, no, that's it's Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts. The CTE is strong tonight. It's been so long since I've seen all these. Yeah, I think you not wearing a hat is like contributing to your brain not it's working. It's not keeping my thoughts in. And Hugh Grant does what Hugh Grant does in that movie. It's yep. just a lot of like, um, well, you know, it just, you know. Maybe that's he why just, I got confused. He does that little like Hugh Grant thing. Yeah, because he's with Sandra Bullock in another rom-com. That's why I got confused. My number five and six. Number five, we're going with. Sweet home Alabama. I almost took that with my last pick. That To me, that is the other rom-com that women just love. Yep. They love Reese Witherspoon. Spoon. So I said I. like spewn. spewn. So do I. She's a. I, I like Reese. She's awesome. She's funny. Uh, just I don't know. I just like her as an actress. She's great. I think I could easily do ten movies in this draft. <laughs> I feel like the movies. list is long. There's uh-huh. a lot of rom coms, and I don't even watch like the Netflix ones. We can. These are like legit theatrical releases. We can do ten each. Um. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think the country feel to it also makes it great. I just love the storyline. You got Josh Lucas and yeah. uh, Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. Candace Bergen. Love everything about it. That famous line, like, look at you. You got a baby yeah. in a bar. <laughs> All right. Number six for me after Sweet Home Alabama is 10 Things I Hate About You. Ah, man. That's good. Just pick. take two you wanted. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. I like all these movies, but I really like 10 Things I Hate About You. Very good. That's with. Julia Robertson. No, Julia Stiles. Or uh, Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger. 
This is the worst you've ever been. <laughs> you haven't been. You are like an old man trying to name athletes, and I'm you're like, just so far off. I'm like the grandma who's calling all the grandsons by the wrong name and everything. Yes. <laughs> all right, your next yeah, two pick. Ten things I hate about you has um, Bianca. What is that? It's um, her last name's like Olenek. I can't think. of I it. know who you're talking about. She was a, she was like a crush of mine when I was a yeah. kid. Because she was on, wasn't she on like the Secret World of Alex Mack or something like that on Nickelodeon? You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, Larissa, Larissa Olenek, I think is her name. And what's the Joseph what, Gordon-Levitt? What's the song that he sings over the AP system? Um, you're just too good to be true. There Can't it is. keep my eyes off of Frankie you. Valley. Yep. That's that movie they, opens with like Joan Jett and yep. the Black Hearts, Bad Reputation. <laughs> and then they they do a parody of it. I don't remember. It was not another teen movie. Janie's got a gun. Janie's got a gun. And all of a sudden, you see like a cop spear. Her, There's her. also uh, that movie ends with like I think the band is like Letters to Cleo or Letter Letters from Cleo. It's one of those two playing a uh, cheap tricks like I want you to want me. Like that's really good. Yeah. There's some and then Cruel mm-hmm. to Be Kind. There's a lot of good music in that movie. Yeah. Back then, you could buy like I go to Walmart and buy movie soundtracks. That was a good one because I love them so much. That was the um, era for great soundtracks. Actually, I think the movie opens up with Bare Naked Ladies, and it's like one week, mm-hmm. and then sh- her car rolls up playing Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Dude, the opening, the opening music to a movie can really set the tone. There's there's certain songs that, um, they always play like at the beginning of a high school movie when the cars are all pulling in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's it'd be some song like um, "Stuck in America" by. Sugar cold or something, and you just go like, "Oh yeah, this feels like the song yep. to the opening of a teen movie." Yep. Um, a young, a very young Gabrielle Union Woo! in that movie. Gabby. She's she's in that, and then I think his name's Andrew Keegan. He played. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. He he was part of like a weird religious thing that he started. I just read an article recently about him. That that religious thing folded up in like 2017, but yeah, he went on to lead a really weird post. Mm-hmm. acting life yeah he is in um can't, is it camp nowhere probably yeah he's in camp nowhere and he's doesn't he play the love interest of topanga he in might a, in some boy meets world i just say i feel like he was a guest on like some some sitcoms like i wouldn't be surprised if if he would have been like a rival of brad in yeah. home improvement for like one episode like he was sweet on ashley and brad had to like step in and <laughs> yep. punch him or something yeah he was that guy Okay, my next one. Six and seven. Some people really dump on this movie, and I don't think it's fair. I really like it. I'm going to go with Fever Pitch. Jimmy Fallon, Drew What's Barrymore. Wrong with that? I don't know. I, I think, love Fever Pitch. I know, but I think I think baseball purists dump on it. I don't think it's rom-com fans who dump on it. I think it's baseball people who are like, it's not a baseball movie. I love it. I think it's I, great. Yeah, I freaking think it's awesome. And it's back when I thought Jimmy Fallon was funny. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really find him funny anymore, but like, mm-hmm. His SNL days and and stand up days, like I thought he was really funny. Yeah, Drew Barrymore, she had like a run of doing movies and like becoming close with the SNL guys, yeah. Sandler and Fallon and stuff. Well, I was watching the 2004 World Series at my girlfriend's house when Boston clinched it, and I remember saying to my girlfriend as we were watching them like dog pile in the field, I go, "Why is Jimmy Fallon kissing Drew Barrymore next to the dog pile? This doesn't make any sense." Yeah, they filmed that. Like live as part of the celebration, they had cameras. They were doing the movie during the World Series. What they would have done, like, if that didn't happen? That's what's crazy about that movie is like they would have had to probably just replicate a a celebration. 
I got the real deal there. I think the movie probably had two different endings. I bet I bet the ending that we saw was planned, and I bet the other ending was like, and the Red Sox may always break your heart, but true love won't. You know yep. what I mean? Like, I just remember watching it live, not knowing the movie was even being made. I'm like, why are, why are those two actors kissing next to like David Ortiz? That makes no <laughs> sense to me. Yeah, and Fallon is a lifelong Yankees fan, and he filmed a Red Sox movie. Fallon is? Yep. Have you heard that? Have you heard that true story of Ben Affleck with Gone Girl? Mm-hmm. Um, in Gone Girl, he um, his character was supposed to wear a Yankees hat, and he just refused. He said he wouldn't do it. Like he I like they like shut down production, and they ended up compromising. He wore a Mets hat. He's like, I am not wearing a Yankees hat. That's true. That's true fandom right there. <laughs> yeah. That is loyalty. Yeah. That movie, by the way, has one of the craziest murder scenes. Rosamund Pike and Neil Patrick Harris. Whoa. Yeah, that that was Whoa. insane. Oh, my gosh. All right. You get uh, another one here. Number seven. Okay. Um, this one was listed on like a, a rom-com list. Might get some pushback. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with Clueless. Oh, that was my next pick. Love that movie. And I think Alicia Silverstone and Clueless might have been like my all-time 90s crush. Actually, she might even have gone up a notch in Blast from the Past. Oh, that's a great movie, too. That's, she- a, that's a rom-com. I didn't it even is. think about that. And uh oh shoot, I just watched one with her. It's it's like two years old. Oh, it's recent? Frick. Yeah. I haven't seen an Alicia Silverstone movie in a while. Oh, what is it? Dang it. I don't remember. It's a good one. Oh, maybe I saw it too. It's a really it's a, it's not a rom com. I'm gonna look it up. But anyway, yeah. Um, Clueless, I had a massive and kind of still do crush on Stacy Dash. Really? Oh my. Love me some Stacey Dash. She was just in. Her husband's like a criminal or something. Reptile? Yeah, I watched Reptile. Yeah. I saw that. Pretty sure that's the one. Yeah, it's a murder mystery yeah. thing. Yep. So right on. All right. My next two picks, seven and eight. I was going to take Clueless. Uh, my next pick then will now be There's Something About Mary. That's on my list. That's a good pick. <laughs> it's a. Uh, has a very famous, two very famous scenes uh, that are not appropriate to talk about on the air, but just a classic Can movie. I tell you it f- like kind of launched the careers of Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz, I'd say. It was kind of like their first. I, I don't know about. I, big ones, don't you think? No. You don't think so? Um, Cameron Diaz was the it girl from The Mask. Was that before? There's oh, something yeah. about Mary? The Mask came oh. out in like 1994. Ben Cameron St- Diaz was a babe. Ben Stiller was briefly on SNL and then like won Emmys for the Ben Stiller show. Hmm. But I think it probably launched him into comedy movie stratosphere. Yeah, maybe after that, they could kind of like be like name their price. Yes. Be a little more. Yes. Little I more. would I would agree that that was like maybe Apex Mountain, but not yeah. it didn't launch. It wasn't like their breakout. Yeah. Um. That movie was everywhere. That was one of the most popular movies. Mm-hmm. It just felt like you couldn't get away from it in Incredible. the in the culture. What do you remember? What year that came out? Probably like ninety seven ish, late nineties. Yeah, had to been late nineties. My favorite scene in that whole movie is he um, Ben Stiller picks up that drifter, and I can <laughs> see the guy's name. Harlan Williams is his name. That's the actor's <laughs> name, Harlan Williams, and he's holding a body in a bag, but Stiller doesn't know that part yet. <laughs> And he says, uh, I got this idea. You know how they got seven-minute abs? It's called six-minute abs. It's going to blow seven-minute abs out of the water. And Ben Stiller goes, 
yeah, but what if somebody comes up with five-minute abs and he just goes, that's insane. You can't even get a sweat going in five minutes. <laughs> and like that's like my favorite scene in the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> that's so great. Man, comedy was just like starting to really hit like a nice run where it was dominating the movies. All right, my next pick, number eight for me, is She's All That. Ah, good call. With Freddie Prince Jr. I love that it's got that that trope of like the hot girl was wearing glasses and you didn't know she was hot. <laughs> and then she, she takes, takes the glasses off. off and it's like, oh, wow, you've actually been a 10 this whole time. Yeah, dude, they made fun of that so hard on Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's just a, a silly concept. But Isn't her name like Lainey in that movie? Lainey. Yep. Yeah. Played by Rachel Lee Cook, I believe. Yep. And then you got Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Matthew also, Lillard. Yeah. Boy, you're starting to round into form. You're getting the names right. I, hey, it's coming back to me. It's just that those those ones that were in that one era where I apparently can't remember. These are more my people, the Freddie Princes and all of them that had like a three, four year run that kind of disappeared. Those are my peeps. And he started alongside uh, my dreamboat, my lover, Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I know what you did last summer. So That's I can right. never forget Freddie. Anyway, you have two picks. Mm, okay. I'm going to go off script. Oh, what, what? What, what round is this? You're picking eight and nine. Oh, man. So you have two. I have two. Then you have one more to end it. Okay. Um, He's going off script. I'm going off script. I'm going with Can't Hardly Wait, which is a teen movie, but it is also a rom-com. There's a couple that could be like in multiple Between, categories. When you said Jennifer Love Hewitt, it jogged my memory of her and Ethan Embry in you that should have never spoke. That movie is amazing. I wasn't going to take it, but I don't want you to have it. It's my favorite teen movie of all time. Can't hardly wait. Yeah. Speaking of like good soundtracks, that movie so opens good. up with like a good Eve Six song. Yep. Um, and it ends with a really great song in that train station. And that's maybe the best Jennifer Love Hewitt has ever looked in a movie. Probably. Right? Oh, without question. That or I Know What You Did Last Summer. She's pretty good. I haven't. I don't know if I've even seen that one. She had a nice little run there. Can't hardly wait, man. It's great. I feel like. Do you feel like there's actually like schools? There has to be schools like that where it's like no the girl that every single guy is like in love with. That's not a real life thing, is it? I don't know. Like I'm a teacher. I don't really understand that world anymore. Yeah. All I can think about is like when I was a student. Yeah. You know, high school was not like that for me. But when I was in school, I don't think there was like an it girl. Nope. Not on ours either. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just a teen movie trope. Maybe it's not Could a be. maybe it's not a real thing, but that movie, um, I love Seth Green's character. Yeah. Kenny? Where's the Is ski goggles around Ken- his, yeah. yeah, around his head. Which one are you? Lucky ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, uh the dark. It's the kid from Hook. Yep. I can't remember I his name, but don't when, remember it either. When he says, uh uh, be careful, William. You could drink alcohol and you could get addicted. <laughs> When they're when he's like I'm going in when they're out what are they laying on like the garage roof like a shed yeah <laughs> and he's never had beer and he takes a sip and he spits out the beer has gone bad <laughs> and you hear some voice dubbed in in the party like from the background go tastes fine to me man <laughs> and then you got like Brecken Meyer and yeah. um, Donald Faison yep. from Clueless yep. do you remember the name of the band Jeez no Love Burger. Love Burger. They wow. never even play. Like they get in a fight because Faison wants to wear the cowboy hat, and Brecken Meyer is like mad about it. Uh, yeah. And then they finally get back together, and Faison like 
knocks the drumsticks. He's like, one, two. And then this one's like, it's the cops. And they just like, you never actually hear <laughs> never them play hear a song, them. but their band is called Love Burger. And it's so with like. With an umlaut over like the U. It's so, that's, it's so uh, like the part where it is very accurate is like as people become more drunk, everyone becomes like best buds. And then the next morning when they're all like recovering, they're back to their social lives and they're, like they're the back in their cool. social stratification yeah. and they're yeah. like too cool for some people they talk to and everything because that it's that's just so accurate oh, i really love the soundtrack of that yeah. movie i gotta go find the final the end song of that movie because I, I can hear it but i don't know who it is i gotta yeah. get it on my apple music playlist i am really torn up about this one um so many i gotta get this oh i still have two picks after that this one plus another mm-hmm. screw it okay i'm gonna go with the breakup vince vaughn jennifer aniston it's almost not a rom-com because it's I'll mostly it not a rom. You Screw know what I mean? It. Yeah. I mean, at the end. Well, then do you want to do it? They have some feelings. I, well, it's, I'll do it, but the listeners, you guys. People are going to be up. Maybe you guys have to decide for yourselves if the breakup is a rom-com. Mm-hmm. Come, come on the kick drum. Gary, come, come on the kick drum. You don't take a man's pitch pipe in the middle of a funky groove. <laughs> he Gary, came on the he, kick drum. Come, come. <laughs> On the kick drum. He Come sucker- on, Gary. On the kick drum. <laughs> he sucker punched me like a little sprite. <laughs> that that whole thing. Vince Vaughn, that is peak Vince Vaughn just vamping. <laughs> Losers. Oh, what's, he, what's he coming and saying? Lose oh. yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Isn't that that song, uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart? Yes. So good. I like when he's uh, playing video games against one of her dates. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just, he's just vamping. He's just yeah. doing Vince Vaughn things. He's like... Peak I got Vince Vaughn. He's like, gotta hand it to my little digital guys. Uh, you know, big heart. You know, and you know that is all ad lib, all ad lib, hundred percent. Vince, when he gets going with his fast talking, smooth talking, it's it's. Cold. And they the way they film that, it's just a bunch of smash cuts, yep. like just him rattling off one liners yep. while he's beating somebody <laughs> by like sixty points. Uh, and the guy she's with in that scene looks eerily similar to Jordan Hinkledy. Wow, good on him. Guy's got a good jawline. All right. My ninth pick is Something Borrowed, is what it's called. I've never even heard of that. It has Kate Hudson, John Krasinski. You got a you got a Kate Hudson thing. It, she is attractive. Uh, Kate Hudson, John Krasinski. I can't remember the other friend in it, but, but essentially she's with a guy. Her best friend ends up getting with the guy. They have to tell her they hooked up. Completely ruins the girl's friendship, but like the guy and the girl know they're meant to be, so they end up together. And then, like, it movie, it kind of ends where like they're still not friends again, but they kind of see each other and smile, and you know that it's probably going to be okay. It's really good. Something borrowed. It's awesome. I absolutely love it. And then my 10th pick is going to be Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, I I've I heard about this. It is phenomenal. When it was at its craze, but I don't I don't know it. Dude, it is freaking good for real. It is so good. Basically, this uh college girl is going back to her Asian boyfriend's family for like the first time ever and after they're all Asian. After they yeah. Like no, all the, the girl's ki- white. All the girls white, okay. And uh she he's never told her like he's from one of the most like wealthy families in asia and then it's a whole thing of trying to be accepted by all these prissy uh fake yeah it's it's good it's really good sounds like it and the guy is harry i can't remember his name 
he's a really good actor. He's one of my favorite actors. He's also in the movie The Gentleman, which I said is my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. Uh, he can be funny. He can do action movies. He's a good actor. That's my 10. I like my list. Not officially a list of rom-coms without making this pick. Mm, let me guess. You've got mail. Yes. It's the Hanks and, good and Meg Ryan are the gold standard. Yep. So it's a good one. I like it better than Sleepless in Seattle. To another great one. Yeah. You got Dave Chappelle, who like <laughs> weirdly plays Tom Hanks' best friend. Um, yeah. Love You've Got Mail. Obviously, Hanks is is America's dad. He's the best. And then, like I said, Meg Ryan is she's amazing. Yep. So likable. Ah, oh, man. That was fun. There's so many good rounds. What are some honorable mentions you had? Yeah, some that I have written down that did not get said to start the list. 40 Days and 40 Nights. Mm. Josh Hartnett. I can't remember who else. Basically, oh, teens are trying to be it, celibate for 40 days and the, 40 nights. It's the, the girl from A Knight's Tale. Yeah, I don't That's, remember her name. I can't, I can't either. Kira but she, Knightley? No. <laughs> I know you know A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger? Oh, yeah. It's the girl in there. She's super good looking. Yeah. But. It's a great It's a, also a good teen movie. Um, just Married with just, Ashton Kutcher that's and on Cameron my, Diaz. No, Just Married is Kutcher and Brittany Murphy. Oh, yeah, Brittany Murphy. I won that movie at prom. I won a really? DVD. That was the only thing I won at prom. And so I have a soft spot for that. And I really liked Brittany Murphy. Yeah, she was Going great. Going all the way back to Clueless, you know, RIP. Yeah, Brittany Murphy was really good. That movie I, I really enjoyed. I had down Married to Chris Pratt for a while. No, that was Anna Ferris. Oh, man, I'm, I'm back at it. Yeah, you're back at it. <laughs> uh, 50 First Dates. Yep, classic um sleepless in seattle um this is the one that i it's like one of my top 10 favorite movies ever and i saw it on the list and i'm like i don't think that's comedy enough eternal sunshine of the spotless mind mm. that's not comedy enough nah, too dramatic yeah it's more of a, dra- a yeah, drama a drama but movie, i though. i love that movie and then son-in-law with paulie shore <laughs> is that so is that a rom-com because uh, him and carlo gugino borderline and- Polly Short's great. I think that's more of a fish out of water story, more than a rom com. Yeah. Even though Carla Gugino is one of the best looking females Mm -hmm. in movie history. I love Polly Short so much. Me too. I think he's just uniquely funny. Yep. I have. Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Adam. Am I boring you? Are you yawning on the pod? Give me a break. It's your own show. Oh. Uh, I also have Jerry Maguire. I don't know if that's comedy. Maybe not. That's just a Cameron Crowe like drama movie. All right. My best friend's girl with Kate J- Hudson. Is that Jason Lee? No, it's Kate Hudson, Jason Biggs, and and girl. Dane Cook. And Kate Hudson and Jason Biggs are together. Dane Cook ends up kind of wooing her away. Uh, it's a whole bad deal. And is, everyone ends up getting along at the end. Is Saving Silverman a rom-com? I was actually thinking of that while we were talking. I think of it more as a comedy. Than a, like too much into the comedy and not enough of the rom. Sandy Perkis. That's so good. Judith. And uh, Jude- how, Judith. How about It's Complicated? Great cast. Yeah, who's in that? Uh, Alec Baldwin, John Krasinski. I don't remember. It's like seven or eight great actors. I and- weirdly do not care for John Krasinski outside of The Office. Oh, Isn't I that weird? Him. I think he's great. He was in, he was in a rom-com with Mandy Moore. Mm-hmm. I love him. I think he's a great actor. And Mandy Moore, that was like peak Mandy Moore, that rom-com. Yeah. I have Valentine's Day written down, New Year's Eve. Love Actually. Yeah, Love Actually, While You Were Sleeping, Pretty Woman, Never Been Kissed. My Best Friend's Wedding. Yep. Serendipity. Kate uh, Beckinsale, John Cusack. 
two weeks notice. That's Sandra Bullock, yep. right? And yeah. Hugh Jack- uh, The proposal. Hugh. Wow, I forgot about the proposal. I don't really care for That's Ryan Reynolds. So good. Isn't that bad? I don't really care for Ryan That's Reynolds. That's a great movie, though. Wow, I love Ryan Reynolds. It's the way he talks. Hmm. And this is how Ryan Reynolds talks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my uh, sixteen candles, Palm Springs. I tried it? watching that. I couldn't get into. Oh, it. I liked it. It was like Groundhog's Day, which yeah. I also don't really understand the movie Groundhog's Day. That's a rom com. Yeah. How about Hitch and the Big Sick? Um, seen both of those. Hitch is fine. It's hard for me to like Will Smith anymore after mm-hmm. the slap on Chris Rock. It was just <laughs> such weird behavior. He's just wild. a weird dude. Yeah, so wild. That's everything I got. Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve are those ones like I like them. Did you? What about Runaway Bride? Was that Julia Roberts also? And Richard Gere. Yeah, I remember actually watching that in the theaters with my family. That was like the second coming of Pretty Woman, essentially. Mm, yeah. There's some other ones that we're forgetting. Oh, so um, many, I'm sure. Bunch from the '80s. Uh, quick '90s quick hitter. Gotcha. By the way, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. I love rom coms. Always been a big rom com fan. How about? Pizza Hut in the 90s. Oh, it was gold standard. Just a 90s Pizza Hut hang. I was thinking about the jukebox packed into a corner booth with your friends on a cold winter night. The red bumpy glasses. Oh, just the perfect glass. And you're like post sports. Great, great ambiance. Yeah. It felt like I wrote down it. It felt like more than a it wasn't a fast food experience. It felt like more than it straddled that perfect line of like, it's not going to be expensive, but it's going to be. It's going to feel like an expensive Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. and like something about, I don't know. I just miss like the red pepper flakes, the Parmesan cheese, the tablecloth. I liked the, they had the lighting perfect. Yeah. It was a little bit darker, almost like you were in, almost like you were in an Italian, a nice Italian restaurant, Mm -hmm. but it's Pizza Hut. Yep. And the fact that it had a jukebox was just crazy. And, and like (laughs) one, maybe two video games in the corner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not grab enough, some, to, not enough to get crazy. Nope. And then maybe like grab a, put a quarter in, grab like a bouncy ball on the way out, or like mm-hmm. one of those long, stretchy like hand things that oh, you yeah. like flick and stick on people. And it was just a good time. You go there like after a baseball tournament or a basketball tournament or like birthday party. That was the spot. And it was it was nice enough that when you walked in, a host would seat you. Yeah. Or at least a waitress would seat. I don't know. Pizza in the nineties kind of felt like restaurant perfection to me yeah there is a place in texas that has remodeled the inside of a pizza hut to be like a time capsule from the 90s and like i wish that existed in storm lake i would take my family to Mm -hmm. that what is it that we think we need to mod i I understand like your house and stuff like that but why do we have feel like we have to change and modernize and get rid of all that stuff as we go is it just i think like for us older people we long for those days, but if it never changed, young people would probably just say it feels old and stuffy in here. No, that's true. I, I don't know if that's the case, but yeah, it's a. I'm glad you brought that up. It 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 really was the the perfect dining experience in that like it just hit a lot of sweet spots. Mm-hmm. Not too expensive, not too cheap, not too fancy, not too casual. I mean, you could take a family of five and get out for like twenty five bucks, two big pizzas and the drinks. And for some reason, I do associate it more with like cold weather. I don't Same. know why. Same. Something about like warm pizza. It's uh, a school year restaurant. Yeah. And it's, it's I, I totally associate it with cold weather. And I remember just bringing my book it 
stuff mm-hmm. and getting my free little personal mm-hmm. pan pizza, they actually cared about oh. literacy. Yeah, they did. You remember when those pizzas would come out in a scalding hot cast iron? Yeah, it was amazing. Man. And like I said, the it red really the red awesome. bumpy glasses with like pop and ice in it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I we had we had one in Perry, Iowa, which yeah. was probably ten to fifteen from our town. Um I went out for middle school wrestling, seventh and eighth grade years. I pinned one kid in two years, and my parents took me to Pizza Hut in Perry to celebrate. Boom, baby. To celebrate my one pin as a wrestler. Uh, everybody's got them fond Pizza Hut memories. I'd get so excited when mom and dad said we were doing Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's the best. Where is that place in, in our area? Is it Zimmy's? Like, you just going to take your kids to Zimmy's, you think? There is no other, like... I mean, we still have pizza, but it's not like it was. It, it's not like it was. Uh, boy, villager, but now villager, no, that ain't it. No, villager, you stand up and order at the front like a fast food restaurant. Yeah, I don't know if we have it. If we have it, maybe Zimmy's. Uh, we really don't have it, honestly. I mean, there's Backdraft and Holstein. Yeah. But that's even more of like a bar. Yeah, we don't really have that place. We need to open it up. I think so. Okay, we've talked about... When we have a lot of business stupid amounts of money, right? Yeah. When we we're going to have who hot when we have Oprah money, we're going to have who hot in Alta. Yeah, we're going to have a Ponchero's in Alta yep. and we're going to open a vintage 90s pizza yep. hut. And, and we're, we're not going to care one bit if they cash low in the black. No. And we're going to bring back the book it program. Yep. Just for our little Alta pizza hut. I think this is how we slowly start to save America. We start it here in Alta and take it out to the world. Yeah. And people are going to be like. This is incredible. Yeah. But like we said, cap it. Cap our town at 5,000. We don't want to get too big. Maybe <laughs> 7,000. All right. That was fun, buddy. Um, I hope we put you in the mood to go watch some rom-coms. Obviously, Valentine's Day will be over, but maybe just continue to celebrate Valentine's Day the rest of February with rom-coms. Check us out on Spotify, Apple, everywhere you get podcasts, you will find us. I would love if you would tell friends and share with your friends, especially like some of you 90s kids, be like, man. Listen to this. This takes me back. It'll take you back, too, and you'll reminisce and have a great time. Give us a rating, if you would, ever so please, on Apple or Spotify. Five-star rating. It'll help us in the algorithm. Um, Some of you have been. Our ratings have been going up, so that's cool. Um, Shout out to you guys. So tell friends. Love all of you. Um, Burke, I'm just a podcaster standing in front of another podcast. How's it go? I'm just a girl standing in front of a guy asking him to love her. (laughs) There it is. So I'm just a podcaster standing in front of my audience asking you to listen and share. Yeah. And, And by doing that, you're loving me. Hut, hut.